We begin a new day, a new life. How blessed we are, each and every one of us, to be alive. How blessed we are to have such a beautiful day. How blessed we are. What can the man who's alive complain about as it's brought down that that's that the first step for a person is that a person realizes that he has another chance has an opportunity in this world has an opportunity the greatest gift that we have is the gift of life is the ability to breathe the ability to be alive let alone for a person to be able to grow and to change and to have opportunity to make himself and to explore himself to understand how I could change my life. As the Gura says, one of the greatest things that a person, one of the most important things that a person knows that he's on this world is that I can grow, I could change, I have more to explore. The Yetzirah, of course, takes feelings and, and thoughts of, oh my goodness, why am I not feeling right? And why do I have this problem? And why did I mess up with this? And why am I like this? And the Yetzirah, of course, as he is notorious to do, the Yetzirah twists, he he's twists everything around. He makes everything complicated and confusing and negative <coughs> for a person to, to think, oh my goodness, I have these thoughts, I have these feelings, I messed up yesterday, I messed up. A week ago, I messed up last night, I messed up this morning, whatever, whatever your head is going to tell you. <coughs> Excuse me. The Yetzirah, of course, wants to make everything very complicated, and it wants you to not believe in yourself and not realize that everything that is going on in your brain, everything that is going on in your emotions, everything that you are dealing with is exactly what you are supposed to be dealing with. It's exactly what Hashem wants from us. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And that it's the biggest bracha when a person realizes that he has problems, that he has negative things inside of him. It's the biggest bracha when a person realizes that he has shortcomings, that he has uh, anger problem, that he has laziness problem, that he has insecurities. Why? Because as we've said, the, tra- the, trail, the trail of the trigger is a treasure. Which means when a person realizes that, that this is my trigger... That's for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. When a person realizes that something is, uh, is getting him, here's the quote, the quote of the day. <clears throat> quote of the day by, uh, by, whenever I quote anonymously, it's usually this person who's a very, very hush of special person. Um, I don't mention their name. But um, the, the line that they say, the, the quote that they said, is the relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. Your relationship with yourself sets the tone for every relationship that you have. Which basically means, <coughs> which basically means is that when we have insecurities within ourselves, when we have anger within ourselves, when we have um, feelings like we spoke on Thursday or Wednesday, when we spoke about someone playing basketball and suddenly he's angry on the basketball court, 
or, or a person's in a certain situation and suddenly he gets triggered a certain way. It's not the basketball court. It's not the traffic. It's not the road rage. It's not the, you know, it's not whatever it might be. It's, it's you. It's within you. And until you're bi'arta haram mikirbecha, until you get rid of that, and, and, and it's not, as Shlomi Tesher at Tzaddik always tells us, it's not about fixing it. It's not about, it's not about even though I said the word, getting rid of it. But that's, that, that's, that, that is what will happen when you heal. When a person heals from his, from his pain, when a person heals from whatever it might be, then he's able to live the life that he wants to live. And he's able to have interactions with other people. He's able to have interactions with other people that are healthy because his interactions with himself are more healthy. When I say healthy, I'm going to start with one thing that that's why we start every day in purity of speech, right? A healthy way of relating to yourself. One of the healthiest ways to relate to yourself is by being gentle with yourself, by being caring with yourself, by being positive with yourself with having patience with yourself, with a person going ahead and being positive and learning to have beautiful, loving thoughts. And that's very difficult because what happens is we have a natural default of negative thinking. We, we get triggered and then we have negative thinking. We could, have a, we could be obsessed with our negative thinking. And, and we, what a person wants to do is he's got to be patient with himself. He's got to take his time. He has to realize that it takes time for things to change. It takes time for things to transform. It takes time to get to where you're going to get to. As long as you are on uh, some type of journey, you're on some type of, of, uh, of um, road, that road, it doesn't matter how, how fast you're going on that road. It doesn't even matter probably if you're even traveling on that road, as long as you're on that road. And that road is when a person realizes that it, how important it is to, to, um, to learn how to think more positively and more loving and more accepting and more caring about himself. People get nervous and they say that. They say, oh, so how am I going to grow if I'm being so loving and accepting and, and gentle with myself? How am I going to grow? The answer is that you'll grow even more if you do that. You'll grow even more if you are patient with yourself, if you give yourself the attention and the patience and the love that you need. That's why we start off with purity of speech, because speaking Lashon Hara is not what people think. People think Lashon Hara is just dumb. Oh, it's another Isser. Is it Mutter? Is it Asr? To speak Lashon Hara. Am I allowed to say this? I don't want to say this. No, 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 no. It's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. It's learning to love another Jew. It's learning to love yourself. You're, you're another Jew also. It's learning to love yourself. It's learning to... And it's something that, that a person... I spoke to uh, someone last night, a little back and forth. And, I, and I, we were back and forth. He had, a, he had a tough Shabbos. Something happened on Shabbos. And we were back and forth. You know, he was upset at himself. And I, and I said straight out, like, when we were back and forth, I'm like, I'm like... That's why we do this every day, because we're all human. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. We all can get angry. We all can be lazy. We all can get insecure. We all can 
go ahead and and uh, not betzedek tishbodes amisecha. We could we could kill people with our with our thoughts and our eyes, and that's something that's very normal to do. What 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 we want to try and do is every day to try as best we can to remind ourselves what life is about and to remind ourselves why why we're doing what we're doing because it gets difficult and life can get difficult for a person and we we want to try and remember the patience you want to try and remember like i said it's not about doing this when you're when you're down if you're down you're sort of in in the hole already it's about learning to do this right it's like a guy doesn't you know uh he doesn't start saving up money so to speak when he doesn't have money you start saving up money for for when you don't have money, and then you have money in the bank to help yourself when you don't have money. So, so on that metaphor, the muscle, the same thing. When you build yourself up and you learn to be loving to yourself and patient to yourself and accepting to yourself, and you give yourself positive thoughts and you learn how to how to do that, you have to learn it. You have to literally learn it, like 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 you learn anything. And when things are not going well, when when you're having a difficult day, then you're able to access. And you're able to wake up in the morning and you're able to say, okay, this is, this is what I want my life to be. When you start judging someone, I just had this recently where, where uh, I judged somebody and it was deep in my judgment of the person. And then, and then literally mid-judgment, mid when, when, when it was like when I was feeling it, I just switched in my head and I started, you know, from, uh, you know, you did you mention this a few months ago, you know, you know then I just started praying for the person. I just started saying like, okay, I hope that all is good with the person. And I didn't necessarily feel right away like 100% great, but I just felt good that I, that I was able to switch. And I, and I know for a fact, the reason for a fact, I know that part of it is because we talk about it. And part of it is because we try and live it. And when you try and do that, then you're able to pull out whatever you need to pull out at the right time. So um, question and comments, and then we'll start with today's um, halacha on Hilchus Hashanahara. Yes, David. Um, when um, Rav mentioned that, uh, that uh, how I grow if I'm continuously being hard on myself for right. a long time, it reminded me of when we're trying to pull on a tree and make it grow. Like, it's not going to work. You've got to let be. Beautiful. 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 Is that you made that one up? You just made it up now? Yeah. That's great. I like that. Wow. That's a great, you know what he's you're, saying? You're, you're, I love that metaphor. Thank you. It's a great muscle that you're trying to pull in a tree. And, and, and not only that, what are you going to end up doing? You're going to rip You're going to rip out the tree. You're going to rip out the tree from its roots. As opposed, to, as opposed to sitting next to the tree. And like, you know, I know it sounds crazy. Sitting next to the tree and watering it. And, a famous and, study of they, they took two plants and grew one with the uh, with uh, heavy metal music and right. two classical right. 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 Exactly. The one that they said, "I love you. Good morning." Right. One hundred percent. And that's by a plant. That's by a tree. By a plant. Could you imagine a person? Could you imagine a person that when you talk down to a person and you and you talk negative to a person and you you uh, say all these negative things. To a person, and that includes yourself, like David's saying. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes? Um, I heard uh, what you were saying before with uh, healing. Um, I heard this quote the other day. Healing yeah. is a process, not an event. People think that it's like 
What's so interesting is that when you find your, <clears throat> excuse me, when you find yourself being negative at somebody else or negative, the the um, the what, what's incredible about that is that it's that it's really really um, you know it's it, it's not only like okay midas hachesed midas hachosed midas you know to go ahead and to really see the good. And to, it really just means that you're not taking care of yourself. That's really what it means. That's what's, that's what's unbelievable. When a person is, is really, um, you know, uh, angry at someone or he's judging negatively, it's not like, okay, really that guy's wrong, but I'm trying to work on myself. It's like truly, truly means that you're not giving yourself what you need. You're not taking care of yourself. Um, you're lacking something. It's unbelievable. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Um, yeah, many things to share. But first off, I saw in Shabbos in the name of uh, Rabbi Menachem from Kotsk that he says, we say, just like the faces are different, so too their uh, thought process, their knowledge, their wisdom is different. So Rabbi Menachem asks, why do you have to give me the faces or... And you just say, they're there saying... He says, no, because that's how a person needs to think. Just like most of us don't care if our faces are different, I don't care that your face is different, so too, him thinking differently, him acting differently, it should not be your business, because you're staying Beautiful. in your lane, Beautiful. and that's his lane. Beautiful. That is regarding that. Beautiful. Um, uh, I, I think that all the problems start from us trying to control and, and kind of move Hashem aside and not seeing the big picture. And if the premises is, and everyone agrees that God is perfect, and perfect doesn't make mistakes, yeah. then that's all we need to know. You might not understand. But if you open your eyes, many times you'll see glimpse of Ashgacha Pratis, glimpse of reason, why you have an annoying roommate later down in life. You'll, you'll have to work on it. So I want to share a story that happened uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Zebby and Benny were on a bus 64, and Benny claims they were not supposed to be on the bus. I just want to bring how many details had to happen for this to happen. So they were on a bus, and the driver handed them. Well, who is this again? Zebby and Barbara? Zebby, Barbara, and Benny Pelts. Okay. And uh, the driver gave them a wallet. They don't speak Hebrew, to my knowledge, and he just gave them a wallet. And they looked and they saw credit cards, so they gave it to my wife. My wife gave it to me, and I tried calling, uh, I think in America it was 144, when you call for information, the guys met, I don't know what it's called, but I called 144, I asked, this guy lived in Baifagan, I asked for the number, they gave me a number, it was disconnected. So I gave it to Avi, 
Because my brother Abi, I learned to bike for God. I said, find me this guy. A day later, Abi found the guy, and uh, he told him, I'll meet you by Ramadish Kol. The guy got lost. So Avi says out of character, he ended up walking, because the car wasn't there, he walked the French Hill Kikar to the roundabout to hand him the wallet. So you can imagine on the way Avi's thinking, what a tzaddik, I'm doing a Shabbat as most of us would think. He gave him the wallet, on the way back, Avi saw this guy lost with that envelope, and he asked him, do you need help? So the guy said, yeah, I found this check on the floor, Avi takes it and says, Avi score. Tell your mice, Avi, Avi learns here. Zabi's here, my wife, you can ask whatever you want. So what I'm saying is, all these details have to happen, and we're sitting there saying to Tzadikim, we're doing Kaaba the Sabicha for our dad. No, you're not, as Rabbi mentioned and I said that. You're doing it for your life to be longer. You're trying to do a Shabbos because you think you're doing someone a favor. You don't see at all the picture. And, and, and that is, if you chop, or even if you don't chop, but you chop, then you don't chop. And Hashem is perfect, it's a lot easier. And I'll end that, but as, as Rebbe, and many people know, I just moved from my house to a new house. I put in a lot of money um, to the house. And recently it was sold, and I got an eviction notice of 90 days. It was extremely obviously difficult the first week. And the realtor that sold it was a friend of mine. And, and I was very frustrated. Um, it happens to me that the day I was uh, frustrated while driving outside the Moshav, a cop pulled me over and gave me a ticket for speaking on the phone for a thousand shekel. And when I told my wife I got a ticket, she said, yeah, we've been talking a little bit too much about the realtor, so you got that ticket for speaking on the phone. I, and that's again, you could either take messages in life um, falling and start blaming other people and dropping whatever bombs you want, or you could say it's for a reason. Um, this Shabbos, it hit me, which it should have hit me earlier. I was telling my friend, I said, Why am I even upset? I mean, it's such a crazy story, as Rebbe mentioned to me, that maybe beyond me getting evicted is my house that I'm buying. Or maybe beyond me getting evicted is me getting evicted, and that's the pain Hashem wants me to go through. All the issues start when I think I'm in control and I start saying, no, it shouldn't happen, it should, the word should. And, and, and that's, I think, what everyone needs to be mechazic. When you realize everything's for a reason, you see a car accident, you don't know who down the line, your son, your student, you will help with that experience. And if we hop that, we live a, a free and happy life. And there's a line that I would like Rebbe to add, if Rebbe agrees. Besides not looking at the past, also trust the future. I heard it on the radio, Kol Chai of America. He ended saying, and trust your future. Things fall in place. I would never believe I would have this floor as Rebbe allows me to sit here and, 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 and share my emotions and my feelings. But it happens after 15 years. So, uh, you know. Go ahead. Wow. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. It's very appropriate, Rabbi Tzvi, for, for Adar, because Adar stands for the, the Holy Svarim say, the Svarim HaKadoshim say that Adar stands for Aleph Dar, which means the Alufa Yishol Oilam, God, who is called Alu, the Alufo Shalolam, the, the God is Dar. 
is he begins to dwell in our midst. And everything that Rabbi Tzvi just said is literally the Purim. That's literally the, the avoda of Purim. Purim is uh, no miracle happened on Purim. There was no miracle. There was no uh, war that they won that was a miracle. It wasn't a Hanukkah light that they lit. What was, if, that, if someone asked you, what was the miracle of Purim? There was no miracle of Purim as far as a revealed miracle. The miracle of Purim is everything that Rabbi Tzvi is saying. This one after this one, and Mordechai was here, and Esther, and Vashti, and all the events of our life are the true miracle. Purim screams at us, and Purim Adar reminds us that everything, as the Svasana says, one day you're going to have a Megillah written about you. Every person is going to have his own Megillah which is going to start off when you were born, and it's going to start off with your parents, and it's going to start off why you went over here and you went over there. Not even talking about the daily things and the daily happenings that happen for a person. That's the Pshat Pokeach Ivrim. When a person opens up his eyes, and of course, with Lashon Hara, you know, and I want to say what Rabbi Tzvi said and his wife is so powerful, is that when he got the thousand shekel ticket, to right away, when a person says, right away, I don't know, we never know why things happen to us. But when a person automatically says that this thing happened to me because I deserve it, this thing happened to me because I've been doing X, Y, and Z wrong, or whatever it might be, I know that there is a reason why this is happening, that is literally building the base Hamigdash in your days. When a person goes ahead and he call me Shayeshpaideya, right, the Gemara Brachas, when a person literally lives as Rabbi Tzvi said, and you're living your life, and it's difficult. It's difficult. That's what Adar is. That's why Adar, we always read Truma, Parshish Truma. We just read Shabbos afternoon. Is that when a person realizes it's all Hashem, it's all Hashem, everything I've gone through, everything I'm going through, the fact that I don't like, the fact that I have this roommate is from Hashem. The fact that I had and I grew up the way I grew up is all from Hashem. The fact that I have my anger problem is from Hashem. The fact that I have my laziness is from Hashem. The fact that I have my insecurities and I feel the way I feel is all from Hashem. So for sure when someone's going to act a certain way, you're not going to look at him and say like, oh wow, he's a, a terrible guy. It's all from Hashem. What could I learn from me seeing that person? What could I learn from that person? When a person lives like that, he's living so free. He's living so free. And not only that, he's living in reality. Because that is reality. Reality is that that's the truth. What does Hashem want from me? What did He do for me? What did that person, what did that situation, what is it for me? Okay, with that in mind, thank you very much. It's amazing. It's good to be, good to be talking about this. As the um, Chavetz Chaim begins, we're on page 20. Page 61, day 20, talking negatively about a book, a publication, a production, or a tape, which doesn't exist anymore, a songs. We'll talk about it in a second. You're not allowed to talk, this is incredible. You're not allowed to talk negatively about a book, newspaper, publication, written by a Jew. For example, oh, that book was so boring. Lately, the articles in that newspaper are not interesting. 
talking negatively about a Jewish production or film is also you're not allowed to. That school put up such an unprofessional play. You can't talk about songs released by a composer, by a singer who's Jewish. What a terrible song. I don't know why anyone would listen to it. The songs on that album are, you know, are unappealing. Why are these statements forbidden? Imagine if you were the author, the pro- producer, or the composer. How would you feel if someone spread negative information about your book or your song? Furthermore, such statements can discourage people from buying, a, a, from buying these products, thereby affecting his source of livelihood. In the schus of being cautious with another Jew's business, Hashem will surely bless us with much hatzlach in our business and parnasa. What if someone asks you information about a book, a song, because they would like to read it or buy it? Then you would be allowed to say something like, oh, it's not my style. It's not my style. That's not my style book. That's not my style <coughs> song. But to be very, very careful how you talk about some, someone um, and his product. Question and comments, please. Yes, David. Um, I want to preface this question with it's very likely but, um, well, so just to say, you are Americanized. We're all Americanized, but yeah, go. Okay. Um, I know that in, uh, in the Yiddish it's not necessarily the concept of freedom of speech. And, um, but if someone is going into a field right. where the, uh, the expectancy of that field is excellence, right. then why can't I critique whatever they're doing. Right. It's kind of a, a, the preface to going into that field is that I'm a professional and I'm expecting critique. Right. So I understand if someone opens a fast food restaurant where it's not necessarily you know, the best out there, right. where you wouldn't be able to say, yeah, I don't like it because no one really asked you. But if you open, if you're a singer right. and you don't get honest feedback, right. then you'll just end up with certain songs like there is in Jewish music. And I'm not going to be specific. <laughs> But they're completely horrible. It's like right. listening to a chainsaw. Right. So, where do you draw the line between um, giving honest feedback or just saying that this guy put himself out there? I'm not saying he deserves it, but what what else can you expect if you go into a place of excellency or performance every day? Then the job is here to say good job or bad job. So. How do I draw the line, or, or what is right or wrong? It's very likely that it's just a horrible culture that I've been introduced to, and no, I should really be held back in reserve. But I'm just trying to get more clarity in that aspect. Okay, so, so first of all, I respect the question. Now, this should, this should I mean, let, let's talk to Chad. I'm, not, I'm just trying to understand what, what's your presumption that, that my job is to, again, if I know the singer, that's what I'm asking. So I'm saying, but, but if I'm talking, if I'm, if I'm in my room and I'm listening to a new song that just came out by a Jewish singer, say, oh my gosh, this, this is terrible. So I don't gain, I don't, I'm not helping, I'm not helping the singer at all. You well, know? what do you say that if we do that, then we create an environment where people just naturally have horrible friends and they haven't, like, played a song for someone and their friends didn't say, no, that's a horrible song, don't put it out there, you're going to be embarrassed for yourself. Because... That's kind of the way it is now. You could critique him privately. <coughs> you critique him privately? Yeah, if it's not coming from a personal vendetta. But, but real is it, is it, why is it that we have to be careful if someone put himself in a place 
of excellency and performance. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, so what would you, I, I hear you, let's focus on self. So, meaning, am I, am I critiquing it to the, to the singer himself? I don't know about him. I never met him. Right, so what, what am I gaining by critiquing it? By creating an environment where music is better. Right now, there's no consequences no, about bad music. Huh? Right now, there is no consequences about bad music. You're saying if no one critiques it, then you end up with Jewish music. <laughs> but why are you choosing to be that guy? That's a good point. Someone I hear what you're saying. Is there room for the job? That's what he's asking. I hear, I hear. What David's saying is David's saying if we if we let everyone so so maybe I don't know if that's what Rabbi Tzvi's saying. Like who appointed me? I, I remember. It's very good. I, it's very good. I remember in the uh, I guess in the nineties. And I'm not going to mention who it is, but a very, very hush of a person was in Lakewood, and he was bashing, it was a famous thing, a very, very, very hush of a person was bashing Jewish music, publicly. It, it made a very strong statement how the Jewish music nowadays is actually Goyesha music, they steal Goyesha songs, and he was really, really very... Um, uh, um, um, Ver ver verbal about and, and clear about who the singers were, and he was talking to like hundreds of people. I remember it, it reverberated, and every like the whole Jewish from world. I don't know if anyone a little bit in my uh, uh, time know. I, I remember it so clearly. So it could be, it could be if you were uh, that position, or it could be that if that was something that you were responsible. God willing, your children. So you'll say it could be Litoelis you'll say that this is not the music that we're going to listen to. But you don't have to you don't have to feel now maybe as an individual that it's my responsibility to trash them. You, you hear the difference? Meaning if I want to create my home to be a home that plays a certain type of music and that it has more sensitive music, then I can do that. But, or if I'm a rov and I'm, I'm a shpi and I'm helping my congregation or certain people understand certain things, then it could be that I would litoelis be able to critique certain things. But just as an individual... A, a conscious aspect. I was going to refer like a quality aspect within the music aspect. Whatever it is. I don't know. It's within the quiet. You'll be not like, like that. that. You just have to stop. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, your wife you makes, would, when your wife makes soup without salt, you'll be like, it sucks. I'll say it needs salt. You'll say it that way? I don't know how long the marriage is going to last. How do I look? You look fat. You're going to say that? You're going to say that? I'm just asking you're going to So you're going to say that? No, but obviously it's Why not? There's certain hands I would use. So what I'm saying is everything... Create an environment where things are just untrue. Correct. So but everything, there's a way to say it and a time to say it. No, so if you talk to your wife privately and you say, sweetie, you know sometimes I don't put salt in, that's a way to say it. But if you're going to tell her your, your suit sucks, I would never marry fat. someone who would, would be that way. There is a no, I think also what Dove is saying, I think also, as you want to say something for the music industry? As was talking for the music industry. First of all, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, first of all, Yitzhi said that it's always, there's always a matter of opinion. There's always someone that sucks and stinks, sometimes stinks, stinks, stinks. stinks to be a vibe of someone that sing, it stinks. And we yeah. all know certain singers that stink, but it's a vibe that they stink. And sometimes they have songs that blow up. 
second or would, would you think that that singer would appreciate being the singer that stings by? Like, yeah, yeah what is that my problem? Let him go make money. money. Care. Let him go make money. Let him create a vibe. And there's going to be people that create a vibe. Second, why can't other people have a, their time to shine? Like, if they want to put out a song, let them have their time to shine. Let them put out whatever they want. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. There's always going to be someone that's going to appreciate it. You don't have to listen to it. Right, right, correct. Meaning the guy, you you might have a feeling that the, you might feel that this song is not quality, while another person might be like, "Wow, this is like this is like a song that touches my heart." And you'll be like, "What?" You might say the soup. You might think the soup needs salt, while somebody else might think that it's too salty. Yeah. Yeah, Shimon. Someone might know the Gemara in, in Bavli, where it says that one of the Yisraelim says, "I used to think that I was humble." He says, "Until I met." Until where is it? So he says, "I used to think that uh, I was humble until I met Rabavo from Akko, who, when he would say something and someone would argue with him, he wasn't mocked that someone uh, disagreed with what he said." So basically what that's saying is to reach a level of true humility, you are, you, you, this Amora didn't, was not able, if someone had a different opinion of him, Amora, he had a different opinion of him, he wasn't able to be okay with that. Until he met this Rebavo from Akko, who was okay with that. And the fact that he was okay with that, that meant that he was a true, humble person. So that means we are very strong in our opinions. 
It's not about the, okay, I, I'm not gonna, if someone is, is if my wife undersalts the soup, and I have a very honest conversation about the soup needs salt in a very kind way. No, the soup doesn't However, need salt. No one's talking about I get, I know no, 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 you're, no, saying, no, you're saying that there are people who don't no, like it. No, 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 the soup should have a little salt shaker. No, 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 one second. This is the point. This is the point. Hold up, hold up. I want to make this point. I want to make this point for all of us. The soup doesn't need salt. I want salt, more salt in my soup. Those are two different things. The soup, the soup does not. Where, where you're, where you're, where you're making. I don't want to say you're making a mistake, but because, because it, it is a mistake. I'm saying that we all do this. Because I see something one way, does not mean that that is what it is. I understand it. I'm just saying that it's, I understand it on a personal level, I get that. When I'm putting out food, I'm not expecting for people to tell me their critique on, on, a, on a foodie level. However, if someone puts out music and, <coughs> and expects me to pay money for his music, when I can make those sounds by doing with my own hands, Without any help, so you don't need to. So do that. So do that. By me paying money. Oh, why is money? That's why I preface this whole thing with it's very likely that it could be very Americanized where we expect a culture where my money means more than your feelings. However, the fact that you created, you say, I have a service. You can create what I have. Give me money and I'll give it to you. Fine. Here's my finished product. I don't like your finished product. Don't buy it. Don't I won't it. buy it, but don't expect me not to say anything. And did he ask you? Rabbi, I think a little Pesach will help David understand. So there's a famous question in the Chad Gavya. If you go through the Chad Gavya, the father bought a goat. There was nothing wrong with that. Then the cat came and bit the goat. That was not nice of the cat. So the dog bit the cat. So he was right, because what is the cat biting the goat? And then the stick hit the dog. That was not nice of the stick. What are you eating the dog? He bit the cat for the right reason. And if you keep on going down the line, and don't challenge me because I will go, it comes out that Kivyachol Hashem was wrong. So the famous question, so what's happening? The answer is the dog was wrong. What are you getting involved in the cat biting the goat? What do you know about cats and goats? And that's the point. If someone asks you to tell me Am I doing something wrong? If you say it in a respectable way, you should say he was wrong or not, or he did wrong music. But why are you the one honking? A guy behind behind who's gonna honk? Okay, I'm not. I'm saying obviously that is the idea of the conversation. It is your money. No one asks you if he asks you. But I think it's always you should ask why do I have to be the mean guy? Okay, beautiful. Can I help Bobby get a bad job? Music, whatever it is, it, it's always going to be subjective. It's always going to be someone who enjoys it. 
probably every person in this room doesn't enjoy most of the art in the world. Like it, it doesn't, you can't possibly judge it. It's a very, for, to me, in my opinion, it's a, just a distinction between creative stuff and, and things that actually live. Really very good point. Tell them. Tell them properly. 
I get that. But you're, the point of, of music as an art form is discussion. Every art form is expressing humanity through something that's not actual conversation. The way you express that non-actual conversation is through conversation. That's the business. You either don't sell it. I'm not saying be harsh with it. Yeah, okay, so everyone agrees. So everyone agrees. Okay, good. Everyone agrees. Rebbe quoted a halakha saying, within Jewish music, newspapers and other things where the literal sale and service is discussion. They don't really care that you read it. They care about that you talk about by your shop table. That's what brings sales. Then you should buy it again so we have more conversation. If I can't say anything, it's the antithesis of what the service was invented for. So I'm just saying. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you're trying no, no, no. It's very simple like this. You're right. And everyone here is right. If you want to say something, you just have to ask yourself one question beforehand. What's the agenda? If your agenda is to be a hater like everybody on the internet, then you know that you're just being a hater and you're not giving feedback, you're just expressing yourself and giving your own self the platform. But if you're telling yourself that I'm doing this for him, the way it's going to come out is going to come out in such a fine way where you're not being a hater, you're really helping him out. So you're going to go to the side, you're going to tell him and you're going to do what you got to do. It's very simple, just ask what the agenda is and then you're going to follow through with whatever you told yourself. Here we go. Okay, great, great, uh, great way to start off the week. Shkart, see, I, I want to say something, Doug. This, this is a classic example. And, and Rabbi, you see, I think, kicked us off with this. When we realized what? With the dog. Well, the dog. Yeah, 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 when we realized, and this I think is very, thank you, Mutti, very much for saying that. When we realize that it's all from Hashem, and we realize that it's not about the money that I paid, it's not about the entertainer, it's about Hashem. Hashem wants me to go through this for whatever reason. Then your whole approach to it is very, very different. When my wife doesn't, when the, there's not enough salt in the soup, so I could say, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, my belly is hungry, 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 wife, serve me. Wife, take care of me. This is what I'm supposed to have. The world belongs to me. Then what happens is we can therefore do whatever it is in my world. But when the world belongs to Hashem and has nothing to do with the salt in the soup, and if the soup was perfectly salted, I promise you Hashem has many, many other ways to get you to be, uh, you know, turned around a little bit and to get to sort of give you a little bit of a nudge. So you think it's the singer. You think it's the money that you paid. You think it's the restaurant that didn't serve you. You think it's your wife and the salt and the soup. When it's not. It's Hashem giving you a message. And it's Hashem who's running the world. And Hashem has many, many ways to give over the message. So when you, I think that's, I think, speaking about a dog and the, and the stick, I think one of the Bali Musters say that, um, I forgot where it's from, that we're called like a Kela, I don't know what it is, something like that. What is it? Is that when you hit a dog with a stick, so the dog grabs the stick. He grabs the stick and he starts fighting with the stick. When he doesn't realize 
that it's not the stick that hit him, it's the owner that hit him. So when the Chazal say, that we're going to be like dogs, the shot is, is that we're going to think that it's the musician. We're going to think it's the restaurant. We're going to think it's our wife. That's not the problem. The problem is there's something behind that. It's not even the problem. So I think when you have that perspective, and thank you, Mati, for, for really just bringing that out. I think that's the bottom line. And that's where Lashon Hara, that's where Lashon Hara comes from. And David, I just want to say, I thank you publicly. I thank you for bringing out this point. Because this point is such an important point. And sometimes we get lost in the stick. We get lost in the soup. We get lost in the singer. We get lost in the... Sauce. All in the whatever it is, yeah, and we forget. We get lost in the sauce. Thank you, Nassim. And we forget. We forget where, where it comes from. So thank you. Can we, guys? Let's keep. Can we? Can we? Uh... I got a call right after Shabbos. I was in Yerushalayim for Shabbos by my in-laws with the family, and I got a call from my neighbor that there were robbers in my house. Oi. And uh, Bar- we had, so yes, we saw the stick, but we also saw, and we had a good conversation with my kids, and between me and my wife, we saw so many sprinkles of Hashem throughout the stick, that even the stick was so strong, Hashem, we went to sleep so, I was such a good chizik be'emuna, that Hashem is here telling us, hey, I'm here, and He sent us a lot of regards within the stick, but it gave us also the power to see, like, we saw that even the stick is totally Hashem. Oh, Baruch Hashem, was... Oh, wow. And, and, and I want to say, I want to say, I hope everything uh, was okay, Rabbi Ackerman. I want to no. say in this... Huh? Okay. I want to... I want to say... I want to say... I want to say something that I think is so crucial. I want to say something that I think is so important, and we speak about this a lot. It's very, very important. It's not the big things that you're going to learn what we're talking about. It's the daily little tiny things. Because the big things, like Rabbi Ackerman saying, you know, someone breaking into your home, or or chas shalom, lo aleinu, you know, real... Uh, things that happen to us, if people are waiting to have a relationship with Hashem during those times. So I don't want to say that those are easier, but in a certain way, you know, v'chai bahem, bahem, which means, you know, I'm not comparing to the Holocaust because we have no clue about the Holocaust, we can't imagine, but when someone's putting a gun to your head and saying, are you committed to Judaism or not, Sometimes it's easier to die for God than it is to live for God. Which means when you are, are living on a daily basis, sitting in traffic and saying, this is from Hashem. When you're in the lunchroom and some guy is doing something that bothers you and you say, that's from Hashem. On your daily life, when you're little tiny things and you're able to get the proper perspective that that's from Hashem, that's how you build your relationship with Hashem. Like I say this when it comes to marriage. It's the same exact thing. It's not about taking your wife to Hawaii and going on a, on a week 
two-week vacations. Those are great also. It's not about taking your family on a major skiing vacation that's going to make you a great dad. It's going to make you a great father and a great husband. What makes people a great husband and a great father are the daily, daily smiles and the daily good mornings and the daily thank yous and the daily I love yous and the daily grind which are private, which nobody knows about. And that's how a person begins. And that's why Lashon Hara and seeing people is so important because, because every day we are flooded we are bombarded by so many little circumstances. Mala Haaretz Kinyanecha, they say that the world is filled of waves to be Kone Hashem. That's not Pashup Shat in the Pasuk. Mala Haaretz Kinyanecha is that the world is filled with ways to be Kone Hashem, to be Kone God, and to bring Him more into your life. Yes, Shimon. We'll wrap up. I have two examples, like, uh, they're the classic examples, but, I mean, our play music where I get Chef, he gets spit, spit in the face, and he's, like, not even phased, he's just like, oh, yeah, Chef, like, wow, that guy was so happy, and he's in my face. Right. And then, uh, when, uh, I think, I don't know the exact, but I think, David Abel and Shimmy, or, or he cursed him, and he said, like, it's not. he was, like, about to, and then his, like, right hand man was about to, like, knock that guy in the head, and he's like, not enough! From Hashem. Correct. It wasn't him. It wasn't right. Rabbanan Rabbanan Metro. It was a it's crazy the intricate intricacies of exactly. air. He's like yeah. the the breath of air that gave him the ability to curse David Amalek. Was where's it from? Where's it come from? It right. comes from him. No, he's just a stick in Hashem's hand. Beautiful. It's crazy. Yeah, what you're saying about it's the tiniest little small things that are uh, beautiful. 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 And, I, and I want to say that's that's why Adar is a time of happiness. Because is dark, and you're happy. The Maral says, I've said this many, many times, Maral says that happiness is equated with shlemus, that everything is exactly the way it is supposed to be. Adar is the time of happiness. It's the time of the building of the Besamikdash of happiness. You know why it's happiness? Because you're happy when you realize that everything that I have is everything that I need. And everything that I need is exactly... Sha'asali kol tzarki doesn't mean that I have everything that I need. What it means is that everything that I have, it must be that that's what I need. And if I don't have it, then I must not need it. If I don't have it, I must not need it. And if I have it, I must need it. So if you have trauma, if you have uh, a bad history of whatever it is, if you have failure, if you have whatever you might have, you obviously need that. You needed that. You need that in your soul. You needed that in your nefesh. You need that in your life to make you who you are. And without that, you wouldn't be who you are. It's not just the good stuff. Right? We live in, in the world of the social media where you're only posting uh, good stuff. What about posting having a bad day? How about I'm posting I'm having a bad day? Am I allowed to say that I'm having a bad day? Am I allowed to say that things? Right, you know what, but know what's so funny, Zach? Know what's so funny? I have a feeling that people would connect more 
If you said, I'm having a bad day, no, you know what? Say, when people do that, it looks like they're like attention seeking. Yeah, oh, I, I, am, I am attention seeking. I am having a bad day. See, that's the right, but when they post, right, and when they post something good, if they're not attention seeking, I'm saying I hold that. Right. People don't get connected. Right. right, correct. Correct. People, that's a good point. It's really saying, look at the news. Imagine the news starts off saying, what a wonderful day. We have nothing to add. Wonderful, wonderful world. We have nothing to put on the news. Nobody would look at it. People connect very much to difficulties because we all go through difficulties. Okay, Hashem should help all of us. We should be Zoha. We should be Zoha. The Nikuda, what Zoha is asking, and everybody's bringing back right now, Person should be in touch with their. Is it? Should the person be in touch with the feeling? How they like the music? How they like the music? If they're having a bad day, as opposed to not connecting with it, and then they don't know how to challenge them. Yeah, why not? You could, you could be, you can, you, you can, you. Of course, can. Of course, it's important to say I don't like something. It's important to say that I don't like to yourself. It's important to say what you like to be tuned in to yourself, what you like and what you don't like. But the therefore is the question. Therefore what? Therefore whose fault is that? Therefore what? It's the, it's the, the person should, should be aware of the trauma. It's not should. Wait, wait, wait. It's not, it's not should. Is a, I don't like the word should so much. I'm saying, do you, do you, am, am I connected to it? How can I connect to it? Right? It's, it's, very, it's very easy to say what, what we're supposed to do. You know, it's difficult to, to, uh, to live that way. Yes, yeah, stop it. I just want to apologize for hijacking today's year. Why?